Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about whether diplomats from a foreign country are immune from complying with landlord-tenant rules. When a foreign diplomat approaches your property manager seeking to rent a house or apartment from you, several thoughts might cross your mind. What do I do if this person defaults on the lease? Will I ever be able to get them out of the property? Will I ever be able to collect rent? Do I have to rent to them? What should I do? Now, if you refuse to rent to them just because they're a diplomat, then you might be contravening laws against discrimination due to profession. After all, being a diplomat is a valid profession. And when you're faced with this situation, you've got a few options. Number one, you could enter into a lease with the individual. Number two, you could enter into a lease with the embassy or the diplomatic mission directly. Or number three, not rent to them at all. Each option has different benefits and drawbacks, and you should carefully weigh all the factors before making a decision. Now, you might be thinking, I don't live in a capital city. There's no embassies in my neighborhood, so I don't have to worry about this. But remember, the laws around diplomatic immunity don't just apply to an employee of an embassy. There are diplomatic missions all over the country. Major cities contain consulates in order to provide consular services to foreign nationals from all over the world. Embassies and consulates can be great tenants. They're generally looking for high-quality properties in great locations and are willing to pay top rental rates. In a case back in 2018, an Ottawa-based landlord upgraded the security for a tenant who was an employee of the U.S. Embassy in Ottawa, included bomb-proof windows and double-bolt locks on all the doors. Now, during the tenancy, the tenant was repeatedly causing disturbance for the other occupants in the building. Landlord and tenant agreed on a date to vacate the unit, and then the tenant failed to leave. Then they agreed on a new date, and the tenant later skipped out without returning the keys and still owing two months of rent. Attempts to collect the rent through the standard means were met with a letter from the tenant's lawyer claiming diplomatic immunity. About a month after receiving this response and the threat of a countersuit, the matter was taken up in Ontario Superior Court. The judge in the case sided with the landlord and said diplomatic immunity didn't apply when it came to rent. The court ultimately issued an order to garnish wages from the employee of the embassy. There's a new story, a second case, about a home located also in Ottawa, Canada. This time the roles are reversed. The property's owned by Saudi Arabia's top diplomat in Canada. The tenant in question is an Ottawa military family. They allege that their former landlord, Saudi Arabia's top diplomat, acted in bad faith when he gave them a notice of eviction, claiming that he intended to move into the home with his own family. Under Ontario's landlord-tenant laws, owner-occupancy is one of the few legitimate reasons for eviction under the law. So the tenant vacated and were surprised to see the property listed for rent a few weeks later for $500 more per month. When confronted, the landlord offered for the tenant to remain in the property for an extra $500 a month, clearly in violation of the law around both evictions and rental increases. The property owner was then recalled to Saudi Arabia and a few weeks later put the townhouse for sale on the market. I looked at the real estate listing, which is still active and not sold yet. They're asking $950,000 for a townhouse that also has an in-law suite built into the basement. And so far, the house has not sold in 13 days on market. That's an unusually long time for a high-quality property to remain on the market in the current market conditions. So the tenant filed a suit in the landlord-tenant tribunal seeking damages of one year's worth of rent. So the question is whether the landlord, now no longer in Canada, will claim diplomatic immunity. The question is whether diplomatic immunity applies to cases involving real estate law and, in particular, 
landlord-tenant laws. This is an area that becomes complex. If the landlord is a local company and the tenant is a diplomatic mission, not the diplomat personally, then the lease might be considered a commercial lease rather than a residential lease, even if the property is a residential property. Commercial leases have more remedies than the protections afforded to tenants under the residential landlord-tenant laws. So if you're going to be doing business with a foreign diplomat, you want to get legal advice from someone who's knowledgeable in the field. There are considerations that are a little different from your average tenant. The possibility of claiming diplomatic immunity significantly weakens your recourse with any contract that is signed. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.